What's up, everyone? Thank you all for hitting that download button and joining us this week for a special edition of Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and this week we are celebrating the 25-year anniversary of one of my favorite steel cage matches of all time, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from SummerSlam 1994. That's right. This is part of the My Favorites collection here on Kicking Out at Two. And uh, joining me this week is a good buddy of mine, a guy who I help steer the ship with on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, the doctor of the, the, the Dr. Frankenstein, the mad scientist, the mayor of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining us, watching this match from start to finish on the WWE. Network. I'm talking about Kobe Naito. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, for, for for being a part of uh, this this watch party this week. Um, one of my favorite matches of all time. And yeah. uh, w- what are your memories of watching this match before we get into it? Absolutely. Um, I remember getting this one on tape because this was uh, this is right around the time when I was like becoming an avid Bret Hart fan and getting back into everything. Um, I, I remember watching WrestleMania 10 a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, not really catching too much in between WrestleMania 11. And then yeah. all of a sudden when WrestleMania 12 happened, we ordered the pay-per-view. But this is a tape that I would go to a lot. Um, I would rent this one a lot at Blockbuster, everybody. And, uh, you know... Uh, as hokey as it sounds, the Undertaker versus Undertaker match kind of enticed me. Um, certain things like that, but this was the one. It was brother versus brother in a steel cage match. And I had just recently had a little brother. So <laughs> I was like dreaming of the day we could fight each other in a steel cage. Yeah. Did that, did that, did that, that clash ever take place? Uh, we used to wrestle on a trampoline. I introduced him to wrestling uh, when he was a... Uh, teenager middle school child okay. <laughs> so yeah very cool uh, where it had like eight years apart but uh yeah okay. still yeah awesome very cool um before we get into it before we go to uh well while, while actually everyone's doing this um head on over to wwe network you can search SummerSlam 1994 and the match is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart WWF Championship inside of a steel cage. The timestamp for that match is 1 hour 36 minutes and 22 seconds. And while you guys are doing all that, Kobe, why don't you let everybody know where you can be found on social media? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um we have the Twitter page up and running. I've been hashtagging dropping the episodes on there again. Had everything uh synced up with Jimmy's phone and now it's synced up with my phone. So, uh, we're converting everything. I'll be, I'll be loading the, uh, pictures that we do on the Facebook page on Twitter as well. So it'll be a little more active on there. So you can follow us at retromania with a W that's at retromania pod, everybody at retromania pod. Um, and then you can always join in the fun on Facebook at retromania with a W and you can find us on any podcasting app searching retromania with a W um, Spotify, Google Play, anything like that. Podbean is the home base. And um, and then you can write to us old school way if you want to. Retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. And that's about it. Very cool, very cool. And as you all know here by listening to this show, Kicking Out at 2, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at 2. Hit the like button if you have. If you haven't, tell a friend to hit the like button. Be a part of all the fun we got going on over there. Like I say each and every week, I think you guys can probably recite that you know social media plug word for word. But give us a like over on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at 2. And on Twitter, give us a follow at Kicking Out 2, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number 2. And of course, the Retromania Pro Wrestling podcast network find us on podbean you can find all the backlog archives of kicking out at two as well as marking out the days weekend warriors gaijin wrestling radio hulkamania is dead origins of attitude and all the premium bonus episodes that we have over there on podbean under the retromania channel if uh, podbean ain't your thing you like google play you like spotify you like spreaker you like stitcher you like apple Podcasts. just search retromania and you'll find all those shows under that banner over at the retromania pro wrestling podcast network all right i think we got all the shilling and the cheap plugs out of the way kobe let's do this my man so i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a countdown you're ready on your end correct yeah 136 21 you said right 
Correct. 136.21. So at one, one hour, 36 minutes, and 21 seconds, you will... That will be the, that's the time stamp you need to be at to begin this match. I'll give you guys a countdown, and when I say play, hit play, and the magic's going to happen. Mute your TV, of course, because you're going to want to check out our alternate commentary rather than um, Jerry the King Lawler and Vince McMahon trading jabs back and forth at each other about who's got the, 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 the worst-looking hairpiece. So um, <clears throat> with that being said, let's do it. Five, four. Three, two, one, hit play. Okay. Zooming in on that big blue steel cage. Yeah. Taped, reinforced. Yes. I always love the big blue. Me too. I feel yeah, I feel like I feel like they even though it's dangerous, they need to bring the big blue back like for for a match here and there. Oh, I'd love it. Like at least like a, you know, a retro raw. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it just it was everyone everyone uh, associates it with um Hogan and Bundy from WrestleMania yeah. 2. I mean, look at the fucking dust all over the door. <laughs> Did you see that? It yeah. Was fucking caked in dust. Like that shit was sitting in the warehouse for a couple of years. Probably still is. I would imagine yeah. they, they they I mean, they keep everything. I got to I got to touch the big blue bars at a WrestleMania fan access once. They had like a piece of it up. Um, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, Owen nearly went through the screen. Did you see that? He like yes. pushed for a second. <laughs> I wonder if like it was so dark like he couldn't even tell the screen was up. <coughs> Owen Hart wearing wrist tape, which he normally didn't see. Um, don't understand why he was wearing wrist tape in this instance. Maybe he was just trying something out, but. Um, Possibly, or the falls taken from the top of the cage. You gotta support your wrist a little more. Yeah, forget about your bare hands, just your wrist. You know. Yeah. <laughs> what well, early now? You know what we didn't watch earlier that was that kind of part of this presentation of the match was Vince and Lawler were interviewing the family at ringside. Just see lots of shots of them. Um, Throughout the course, there you see Jim the Anvil, who's sitting with the rest of the family. Anvil was a big supporter of Owen during this time period. Um, but the, 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 the family dynamic um, and, and how they play a part in this match is fascinating to me. Testing out the cage, Owen... Making sure it's uh, it's fit to climb. Yeah, seems like it. <clears throat> I'm gonna hold my uh, tongue back as as hard as I can to not make a Owen climbing reference or anything oh, like that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what you get for bringing me on. <laughs> that's yeah, that's why it was so sad. I was like, say something, god damn it! <laughs> now I know why. I'm now I thinking, know why. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, Brett coming out here, man, getting a lot of love. He is over as shit at this time. Yeah, looking looking like a star right there, man. Just mm -hmm. like. I was always a big proponent and big fan of like guys in their ring attire and their outfits, and I always liked. I mean. I wasn't a big Brett fan, but I was a fan enough where, like, I enjoyed watching him. And uh, you see Davey Boy, give him front the row. thumbs up. Give him, yeah. Um, but I always loved his outfits, his 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 ring attire, the pink and the black, and just the like the like this, especially this uh, this attire here. Um, mm -hmm. You'll see it when the lights come back on, when the house lights come back on. I just thought the colors just really popped. And does this have the splatter of white on it? Yes. Yes. I like yes, it too. does. I love it. I think it's one of his best, uh, his best looks here. Taking his time. I'm gonna give the glasses the to Ross's kid. No, no handshake for you, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no handshake. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, did his brother Ross pass away? Yeah, I think number uh, a couple years ago, like two years ago. Or so yeah, was he sick? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Old age. I'm not sure. Too too many. 
Too many headlocks in the dungeon? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe I didn't need yeah. enough sandwiches if you will, you know? You know what I mean? Owen's starting this off hot. This is um after him winning the King of the Ring, correct? Yes, you are correct. This is um this was uh just a, just a two months after he won the King of the Ring here. Um Damn. With Brutal hence punches. the uh the, the King of Hearts logo on the tights. Yes. yes. Not a bad, I mean, people shit on that uh, King of the Ring. I think him and 123 Kid had a hell of a fucking match. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. The commentary, I think, is what gets shit on the most on that show because you had Gorilla Monsoon, Macho Man, and Art Donovan. How much uh, does this guy weigh? Yeah. <laughs> What's that guy's name again? Gorilla? Yeah. yeah. Is he his <laughs> second? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking brutal here, but. um. Good stuff from Brett and Owen starting off hot, just letting us know that it's 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 not uh, a family affair. These are two guys. Bra- I mean, well, maybe it's a family affair. You you brawl with your brother like that, so yeah. You know what I like about this match? What makes it so good? And you know, we'll we'll talk about it more as we 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 watch this. Is um how Brett and Owen were able to like um incorporate their style of storytelling in a concept like a steel cage match because cage matches were always seen as like the end all be all um the finish to a storyline and um they were known for being ultra violent and brett nolan kind of walked that fine line of of incorp you know the 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 psychology factor with violence in this match but they used their their technical wrestling style um into this match it was just like a, a good mix of all styles between both of these two guys in this match that like i just absolutely love i could watch this match over and over again yeah um they really are fighting each other now and then actually going scrapping for the door already um, yeah kind of gearing towards it now let me ask you something what do you think of Another one. They didn't teach you that in the dungeon, did they? Yeah? Maybe? I don't know. You have a couple of sandwiches and some iced tea? Maybe? Why do you huh? keep looking at Helen? What are you looking at her for? <laughs> um, now, uh, what do you think of, like, you know, cage matches have been designed, like I said, it's a blow-off finish, it's an end-all, be-all. What do you think about... Um, the difference between having the, the the fall take place inside the cage as opposed to the whole escape route? Um, it depends on the feud, I think. Yep. Um, uh, uh, I'm not... You know, yeah, it really depends on the feud for me. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes guys need the escape. Yep. Um, sometimes you need to finish it in the ring. Yep. Um, so the cage is there to keep them in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, uh, it depends on the feud for me. Honestly. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I think in this instance, um, with, with Brett Noah, I think it could have gone either way. They could have had a ref in there, but you know, the, the elements of escape in this match, as you'll see going on, like just make this match that much more exciting. Yeah. Um, and it gives, it gives Owen a little more, um, advantage as a heel to be like to give us you know the audience be like oh no shit fuck owen owen could win this yeah absolutely um like for instance uh last year yeah it was about last year um they had that the brock lesnar roman reigns in saudi arabia steel cage with the finish where like Reigns speared him through the cage mm-hmm. there was the um the escape route was a um was used in the finish and it was, you know, a big part of the story. Um, that's the instance where I felt like that match needed to be settled in the middle of the ring because I felt like Brock Lesnar, big badass Brock Lesnar trying to run away and escape just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, well, he- all right, here's something for steel cages and ladders since we've just talked about those recently. Um, wow. I like this little back and forth between Brett and Owen. Oh yeah, this is great. No, 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 this is great. No, absolutely. I love it, too. <laughs> um, so, a great steel cage match. <laughs> Owen diving again. A great steel cage match on Raw was Batista and Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight Championship. And um, 
Chris Jericho is being grabbed by Batista on the edge and hits him with a object and just falls and wins. Um, do you remember that one? I do remember that one. Yeah. Good is that psychology. The same cage match that, that they both got fined a hundred thousand dollars because they drew blood. Yep. Okay. Um, so and it's just great booking um, for the way that Jericho would win the match, you know, um, yeah. because he took advantage of it. And then later we get the ladder match with Jericho and Shawn Michaels, where he headbutts the shit out of uh, <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels on the top and wins. And it just he took advantage again, you know, uh-huh. um, just great, great heel stuff from Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jericho, Jericho is a. Uh, a, a master artist when it comes to that sort of thing, um, taking advantage and knowing the psychology of but the story, using the gimmicks, yeah, using yeah. the uh, using those to his advantage. Even the uh, Rey Mysterio mask um, versus title match that they had Intercontinental, he took the mask off, took advantage, and pinned him. Yes, that's uh, right. Just, I remember that. Great stuff. Oh yeah, that, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, underrated stuff that doesn't get. Uh, doesn't get talked about enough, but um, I liked. You know, we we talked over it a little bit, but I liked the the sequence when, like you said, Owen dived to try and get out of the cage through the door, mm-hmm. and then Brett mm-hmm. was trying to stop him, and Owen was biting his fingers. Oh yeah, like that was just awesome, and like Owen grabbing onto Ow. the ring steps, trying Owen's to. Owen's nearly over now. Yeah. Grabbed him by the hair. Yeah, this is like. This is what got me though. It's like, how do you pull him back in from here? Yeah, like got you in a way, like it, it got you like you were hooked into it or got no, you my, like trying my, to make my sense psycho- of it. Yeah, my psychology of like, why would he step back over? Just fall, just jump. Your logic, like, yeah. Lose your hair, lose your hair. <laughs> forget it, man. Hair was oh, a big geez. thing back then. He's two fighting up top here, back yep. and forth, rights and lefts. I love it. I love it, man. I'm so glad we were able to do this match. Oh, yeah. This is one of my all-time favorites. I'll put, I'll put this in my top five. Yes. I'll, I'll put this match up. I mean, as great as the match was with, with him and with these two at WrestleMania, I'll put this match Beautiful. over that. Beautiful. Nice nip up. Oh, I love it. Goes to climb up and jumps onto the blue bars. Oh. Yeah, hold on. Hold, re- refrain from using any Owen falling uh, <clears throat> yep. references here. <clears throat> mm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Brett has him kind of... Oh, oh, shit. Imagine a German. That would have been that would have been kind of cool. Oh, I thought we were going to see a Russian leg sweep there. Yeah, you don't see enough of, like, Stuff like I mean, cage matches today are just cage matches are today are like the equivalent of like a bounce house. Like, you know what I mean? Like with Hell in the Cell and Elimination Chamber kind of cage matches are like regular matches now. And you don't see the you don't see this, the the psychology and, you know, like this in a steel cage match today. This feels like a fight. And I think part of it, too, is because some of the wrestlers punches look really weak um, nowadays. And just the, the, I don't know, the will, the want to get out of the cage and the fans kind of being behind it, not being distracted on their fucking cell phone either. Yep, that's a good point, too. Audience's attention span is is shot these days. Yeah, so a a match like this, that what was the length of this one? It goes about 30? Yeah, a little over 30 minutes. I want to say close to 40, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one of the longer uh, steel cage matches, but still, I mean, it, it it's because it's telling a story. Um, yeah. If you're there for the event, watch the fucking event. That's my, that's my thing. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I get caught up sometimes trying to take pictures and stuff with my phone, and you know, to to to, to capture the moment. But sometimes I need to s- scale back a little bit and be like, you know, I, I paid a ticket to watch this show not you know take a hundred pictures on my phone yeah hey what'd you think of uh this year's SummerSlam? um 2019 i didn't think it it was bad um i thought honestly i talked about it on uh 
on, on last week's show at the opening um, that uh, I feel like it was the, the time of it when it came to the main card was just about right. It went three and a half hours and the, the, the matches didn't seem too long. The, the, the show didn't seem to drag. It seemed to really, uh, you know, pick up. And um, I just thought that uh, in this instance that um, when it came to uh, the actual match itself, um, the actual event itself, I'm just kind of stuttering over my words here, um, that uh, that it, it just didn't drag on like it, like it normally does with these marathon manias we've been seeing. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, TJ and I were not having a, and Sean as well, we were just not into it. I think it was the night before TakeOver, and uh, as well as uh, we've all been watching the G1 Climax, um, and then just watching SummerSlam just felt underwhelming. There were some decent things, but I think it was just all the singles matches back to back to back, and... I, honestly, yeah, I don't know. Four out of ten, as Brett would say. Really? I, yeah, man. It just didn't hit for me this year. Um, okay. Usually I, usually I can find something that I liked, but I... I, uh, I mean, the Kofi-Orton match was good. Yeah. Um, there was some I good... I didn't like the finish. See? <laughs> I didn't like the finish. Yeah, the finish was... Uh, the finish was... All right. Um, I'm, I'm struggling, but yeah, I just wanted to see your opinion because, uh, usually those shows are like stacked with like, I don't know. I mean, Seth Rollins winning was a big moment, but we kind of knew going into that, you know? Yeah. Uh, this has been a, I don't know. Anyhow, let's bounce back to 1994. I just wanted to see your opinion. No, 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 I appreciate it. I appreciate this, it. Whole. This is another one that people don't like too much. That's why I was bringing it up, because they only like it for this one match. Yeah. And I felt at SummerSlam this year, we didn't really get like a big gimmick match, did we? No, there wasn't. I mean, I thought that they were going to kind of add some stipulations to that, that Shane McMahon-Kevin Owens match, and they didn't... Uh, other than the, you know, Elias involvement, which didn't really make much of a difference. Um, yeah, there wasn't a, there wasn't many gimmicks or stipulations. Um, there wasn't any, as a matter of fact, I should say. So uh, Straight up SummerSlam. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And there were a lot of guys that were left off that card, too, that I felt like should have been on it. Like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Ray and Andrade, yep, um, Revival. The list goes on. The list goes you know, on. Like, I just felt like, I mean, certain guys could have been used on that card more effectively. But overall, I thought, like, the pacing of the show was, was uh, pretty well done. Um, what did you think of the Goldberg-Ziggler stuff? Eh. I'm I'm not about. I was never really a Goldberg guy. Okay. Um. So couldn't really care less. And Dolph Ziggler, that just hurt his career a little bit more. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> not it's not my stuff anymore. It's not yeah. the same. It's not what I you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It's for the casual fan. I I feel like. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the Ricochet, AJ stuff, that was good, too. Um, I don't know. Just, it's hard for something to stand out unless it's, like, a good, I don't know. WWE has burned so many bridges as far as, like, you know, they do something great and then they just retcon it or, like, switch it up or make it shit, you know? Um, okay. That Bray Wyatt stuff was cool, but that was just entertainment, you know? Yeah. Um, that but, was really well done. Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't think that could have gone any better, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. It needed to be um, what it was. You know, Agreed. people saying, oh, the match sucked. Well, you know, it wasn't about the match. You know? It was about the story. It was about introducing this new character. Um, yeah. I, I thought it, it couldn't have gone any better. And honestly, like I, I said this on the Facebook page recently, this character, if built up right, needs to be the one to put down Undertaker. 
Like if they if when that time comes when Undertaker decides to finally walk away, like that needs to be that needs to happen because of Bray Wyatt, you know what I mean? Past that torch. Mm, gotcha. Uh, Maybe that's why mean? they're getting rid of the Bray Wyatt character and they're just calling him the Fiend. Yeah. That could very well be the case. But let's let, let's get back to 1984 yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Whoa, we're... Jesus, Brett almost went head first. Yeah. Um, and we saw Davy Boy earlier. He looks like a freaking hipster poet with his long hair and glasses. <laughs> like you, like you find him at like a coffee shop or something. Yeah, like, except he's guitar. just. Yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing poems about crack. <laughs> it's like, oh man, it seemed like it was going good. <clears throat> there once was a man named Repo. <laughs> oh, jeez. He choked me with his tow rope. <laughs> Over <So> the I... <laughs> steeple. Oh, jeez. Yeah, look at him. There he is. <laughs> Jesus. And that nice little suede vest or corduroy. Oh, man. Hmm. Brett and Owen... Back at it. Yeah, the drama here. Oh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce always trying to get a payday. Did you ever hear the story about his, uh, um, his, uh, Tyson Kidd told it on the Jericho podcast about his involvement in the, the Brett Vince WrestleMania 26 match? Slightly. Like he wanted to get, or he stepped on Vince's back or what? No. So, like, um, the, the the match between Brett and Vince at WrestleMania, we obviously know it was what it was. And oh. um, originally, Bruce was the one that wrote a letter to Vince pitching the brother versus brother angle between him and Brett, not Owen. Mm-hmm. And then right, right, Vince, right, right. Vince went with it, but put Owen in Bruce's spot. So um, anyhow, long story short, Brett wanted to kind of repay Bruce back for, you know, helping uh, write that angle and give him the referee spot. So Bruce got a WrestleMania payday out of it. And then um, as they were setting up the match with like, you know, Vince and Brett, um, I guess Bruce was like trying to like, you know, um, Bruce was kind of like trying to direct traffic a little bit with like some of the other Hart family members that were going to be at ringside. And um, he really didn't have much of a role other than just like he was going to be the referee and call the, you know, call the match. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't any like, you know, important spots he needed to know about because it was going to be, you know, Vince and Brett were basically going to. Yeah, Vince and Brett were basically going to be the ones directing traffic in that match. So anyhow, he's trying to tell all these guys what to do. And then at one point, like, I guess he tried. Oh, nice pile driver. He tried telling Tyson Kidd, um, uh, you know, what to do in a certain spot. And Tyson Kidd just kind of stopped and looked at him and was like, hey, don't worry, Bruce. I got this. I've been doing this for a while. Like, (laughs) he was like, he he was like, he was like, you know, he like Bruce got so excited and overzealous um, when it came to his role in the match that like it was he almost treated it like it was his match you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so yeah Tyson Kidd just kind of had to be like hey no don't worry about it we're like we know what we're doing yeah, you we you it. do what you do <laughs> you know like not trying to be disrespectful because he's very respectful of you know um, the people that came before him but um, he was. He just finally had had enough of, of Bruce trying to call the shots, and it wasn't Bruce's place to even do that. So, absolutely. Uh, here More we go. More escaping. Yep. Uh, and I like the skulls added on there too for Brett. Yes. The attire, the stars, yeah. Yeah, the stars and hearts. Oh, oh, Owen with a nasty fall, crotching himself. Fans are getting behind this, though. They know this could be uh, Brett's moment. Yes, most certainly. Going for the door yet again. Grabbing the ring skirt.
just a just a, a, a great visual here mm-hmm. of the escaping you know wow that, that and corn. and brett just really trying to kick off of owen like get the fuck off me wow they're yeah. really and now he comes back it yeah and the fans are behind it oh not again Yeah, like he he looked like he was pissed there. Like, God damn! Another right hand by Owen. Look at this. Yeah, just a just a real fight. Like, it just looks like a real fight to me. This is what makes this match. Absolutely. I mean, every everything about it makes this match for me. But the fact that like they are able to draw that fine line of technical wrestling and you know the, the psychology of the the, fu- the 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 fighting and the family element into it like it just it, everything just works so well together that's what makes this match so special i'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking over and stumbling over my words here but i mean i just can't get enough of how good this match is oh yeah it's 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 absolutely epic um i'm actually looking I'm sorry. I'm looking in the book right now for the chapter that Brett writes about this match. Oh yeah, please. I'd love to hear. What, I'd love to hear what he had to say about this match in the book as we're as we're watching this. He went to the wrong end of the cage looking for the door. Oh, now it's open. And boom. Owen makes his way to drag Brett back in. Now let me ask you something. As a kid, did you think Owen Hart had a chance at becoming the WWF champion in this match? You know, um, possibly, because I, I didn't. You know, it was unpredictable with Owen. He was a he was a slimy heel. Yeah. So uh, I I I could see them giving it to him. Now later in his career, in like ninety eight ninety nine, I was hoping that he would like get like a good push in WWF when he fired back against DX that one little run and then they buried the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, man, I love that. When he when he came back like as the black heart after the screw job. Yep. Yeah. I really dug that. I thought that they could have I thought that they could have ran with that for a for a while longer than they did. Yep. But I mean there was he was he was caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Austin was you know the Steve Austin was the guy, you know, like he was the he was the badass. You couldn't have more than just one badass, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice spot there. All right, this is page cage. page three fifty five in Brett's book. August twenty ninth in Chicago, SummerSlam nineteen ninety four was the inaugural event for the brand new United Center. The twenty three thousand tickets sold in the hours. The entire Hart family was there except for Keith and Allison, and all of them were going to be involved in the storyline of the cage match between Owen and me which the WWF had told us was going to be our last match together. We knew the match itself was going to be easy, despite the facts that we couldn't chance any blood because the latest ticks on Vince's hide were the citizens group lobbying to censor TV violence. Vince was forced to remove anything even remotely violent or he'd be risk for losing his time spots. Besides, neither Noah nor I wanted to put our poor mother through watching a match where two of her sons were covered in blood. Only our option was to make it more dramatic with near escapes as we could. Owen came through the cage door, cutting his back singlet and tore straight into me. For the next 30 minutes, we brawled up and down, back and forth, until finally Owen made the last escape over the cage. I climbed up top and managed to catch him by the hair and pulling him back inside. I suplexed him in, standing off the top corner, falling backwards. I held him safe and secure. Then I tried to escape, but Owen caught me by one foot, dragged me back and twisted me into the sharpshooter. I'll never forget the pride I felt when I heard the crowd pop, even without the blood. I slowly reversed the sharpshooter as Owen frantically fought his way to the ropes. Uh, I'll save the rest for later, but yeah. Good stuff there. Good stuff by Brett. Um, he talks about in his book, though, the uh, act of the suplexes supporting the other person. So uh, him supporting his brother there with this huge superplex that they'll do off the cage is a big uh, metaphorical moment for him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
And he goes on to explain that in the book? Uh, I believe it was somewhere in the book. Uh, uh, that's okay. what I was specifically looking for. Okay. All right. You see Owen's right boot there, a little loose. I think this is the point in time where it's going to come off. Or close to it. Oh, no, not yet. Once again, dragging him back in the cage by the hair. Another moment where these two Ooh. are... Yeah. Either going to smash into the cage or fall back. Yeah, I don't know. It could go either way at this point right now. Yeah, there's been so much fury from both guys, it's hard to call. And like you said, as a kid, this is where you get... You're like, maybe Owen could fucking win. Doesn't look like... It's not like one of those matches where the face gets beat down the entire time. Correct. And I think that's what Brett meant by, like, we're going to... Oh, wow, what a great spot, kicking his yes. uh, arms off the top of the cage and Owen just falling backwards. Wow. See, and this is another thing I like, too, is they're just grabbing and pulling on their uh, attires. Um, yep. You don't see that a lot either, you know? No, 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 you don't. Well, it, a lot it, of it, the reason is because I, I want to see more body than... I want to see more <laughs> skin than anything, damn it. It makes for... Um, it, 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 it shows like a sense of urgency. Like, they'll grab at anything just to, to prevent the other one from escaping. Yep. Beautiful collision there in the center. And the fans are still into it, I believe. I mean, they've, they've brought some drama now where both the guys are down and we have to build back up to another climax. Crowd looks like they're uh, getting into it. I mean, they were always into this match, but, you know, now you can see the, the, the tail end of um, this story here. And, you know, they're, 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 they're itching to see somebody win this. Yes, definitely. Oh, so is Bulldog. He's got his poet laureate look out. <laughs> is this that super superplex spot? Yes, it is. All right. I got you, Owen. Beautiful oh, superplex, too. Man. That kid in the front row with that Orlando Magic jersey. Over, four sizes too big for his skinny ass. Yep. There's the there's the Hart family there. Diana, she's a fox, man. Whew. Davy Boy used to get all up in them guts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm fucking terrible. I know. Ugh. Adding a lot of drama here. This could have been like a pinfall, but no, it's an escape only. Brett trying to get up and then falls back down. I love that little add to it. And then does it again and can't oh, yeah. get up. Man. The selling, yeah. Just Now he's back in the fetal position. Inching his way. To the door. God, they need to bring back the blue the blue bar cage. I know, I know. So I much drama earlier, right but... here. Brett is just crawling. His legs aren't moving. He's just using his arms. And now Owen grabs the foot. Not as fierce as a of a uh, exchange here between these two when it comes to escaping. Before no. it was, you know. No. Now, now the, the the toll has been has has worn on both these guys. Oh, this is the spot. Sharpshooter. I felt the I crowd pop it. even without the blood. Is that what he said in the book? Yeah, yeah. I slowly reversed the sharpshooter as Owen frantically fought his way to the ropes. 
We will see. I always liked how he reversed his sharpshooter because it's his move, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he knew the counter. Right. To it. Oh, my God, and just locks it right in. Yeah. Like, beautifully. He's the, oh, my God. Oh, and he cranks back. Speaking of crank. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Davy boy over there. Good one. Getting all into it. Oh, Owen signaling for somebody. Tapping, too. You see that? Yeah. You saw that earlier? He was mm-hmm. tapping. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you something. While we're, because uh, this just came to me. Do you think that they, they need to eliminate tap outs on the mat when it comes to a submission in today's wrestling? Uh, huh. You mean you, you need a verbal uh, a cue? Almost a verbal cue. Or if you tap out, you tap out like the, they the, do in on MMA. The arm, on the arm of the, the arm person. Or, yeah. Well, some wrestlers do do that. Uh, Sasha, I, I, I know this, that, yeah. Yeah, Sasha Banks and Paige's opponents were pretty good at that for when they mm-hmm. tap out to their holds. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, because it does add drama when the person is slamming and smacking the mat. Clawing um, their way to get to the rope, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do the clawing still, yep. but uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it depends, because sometimes you do want to see that, ah, like smacking on the mat. Yeah. You know what else is missing when it comes to sequences like that in wrestling is when, you know, it, it always seems like the... If a guy or a girl is put in a submission hold, the first instinct is for them to try and reach the rope. What about countering the hold? You know what I mean? You don't really see a lot of that where mm. like they're trying to get out of it or counter yeah. the hold. Yeah. You know, you just see them like, oh, I'll just try and make it to the rope. Yeah. And I think I mean, uh, you get more of that with Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Brett almost oh. crouched himself on that, that, that divider. Yeah. part of the cage but this is the spot here great way to end this match here is where we're getting towards the end both guys climbing over boom oh no oh no oh owen's Hanging caught. over down he goes and the winner of this match crowd going crazy brett the hitman heart there you see the anvil Making his way over the railing. No security to stop him, of course. Oh, crashes into <laughs> Diana. She takes a spill, too. Wow. She hit her head on the bottom of the rail, too. Wow. I love how, like, Davy Boy, like, shoves her over. And, like, <laughs> He's like, you're fucking taking a bump. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a bump, and then we'll take a bump. <laughs> Brett goes on to say, below us, sitting Bruce, uh, below us, sitting behind Bruce was Jim, who was doing a great job looking like a school bully uh, scolding at his desk. Owen climbed over the top of the outside. Owen discreetly braced his leg through the bars, and I gave him one last bash into the cage, and we fell back, hanging upside down as I dropped to the floor. The the crowd exploded. Right on cue, Jim jumped over the railing and took Davy out from behind with a clothesline while Davy purposely flipped Diana over the railing to get her involved. They thought this was clever, but it infuriated me and Owen. Jim and Owen worked me over inside the ring until Davy peeled off his shirt and led my brothers in the charge over the top to rescue me. Jim and Owen make, made a quick getaway, and I was still being helped as I looked up to see the amused Smith straddling the top of the cage, posing and flexing his muscles. When it was all over, it was hailed as the greatest cage match of all time, which it certainly wasn't, but it was surely the best one without blood. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I think that's what makes this match is that there is no blood in this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I but think the, he he was getting a little hot about Diana and Bulldog trying to put themselves over as well as Bruce in this. Well, that's it, what happens when you involve all of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, you it's, want, it's, you, it's uh, him and Owen's moment. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, got to get everybody else involved. And what happens then? I love this at the end where they're just like the family's trying to climb in and Owen and anvil or knocking them off and beating on brett at the same time owen's got one one boot mm-hmm. he's beating him with a tube sock biting his fingers there you see man you know what i would have loved to have seen What's owen that? owen hart and eddie guerrero 
Oh yeah, that would have been a classic. Oh, here you go. The 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 the, the poetry vest is off. Here comes uh, Davy Boy. I just got a sonnet for you. <laughs> on. It was on. You took my towel. On. Fuck it on. Uh. Repo man tried to choke me with the tow rope. Now I'm coming in the cage to save Brett in the fight of his life. Yeah, what's with everyone losing their fucking shoes in this oh, match? Jeez, yeah. This is like a game of this is like a fucked up game of strip poker. Davy Boy's got his shirt off. Both Owen and Anvil lost a shoe. Now he threw a shoe at him. <laughs> Jeez. You know what I was disappointed with following this? This, this match was great, but I felt like there wasn't a big blow-off when it came to these four with, like, Brett and Bulldog and Owen and Anvil. I know they had a match on Raw. But oh, like, really? Yeah. They had a match on Raw um, later on this year, but I was kind of hoping that they would, like, captain Survivor Series teams. Like, you'd see Brett and Bulldog with a couple of guys and then Owen and Anvil with a couple of guys. Like Yeah, that would have been cool, but as we heard in Brett... with Brett and Bob Backlund at yeah. Survivor Series that year. As we heard yeah. in Brett's uh, book, he, um, he, he definitely... He knew this actually before. Before the match, he says, at Cincinnati's tapings in early August, I learned that what was suspected that Vince was toying with the idea of putting the belt on Bob Backlund. I argued that was not something Vince should do. I, I liked and respected Bob, but he wouldn't be able to carry the house shows. The idea didn't mesh well with Vince's slick, humorous, new generation promotion campaign. Backlund was older. Yeah, so um, that was the deal going into it. He kind of knew this, and then they also said that this would be the last match between Brett and Owen, which is like... Man, we could have had one more for Survivor Series, like you said. Like that even could have been like captaining teams, or maybe like one more title match, um, and then the other guys have their uh, Survivor Series match. You know? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. I even thought that, like, you know, following that Survivor Series match, that it was going to be Brett Owen at WrestleMania 11 the following year in '95, mm. and it's like the rubber match. You know? Absolutely. But, they didn't go that route. Instead, they went, you know, I quit with him and Bob Backlund as we're, as we're watching uh, Todd Pettengill um, give it to Owen and Anvil here about their involvement um, post-match, this cage match. Um, you see Davy Boy and Brett coming back. There's the oh, there's Diana in the background. You see that? Mm -hmm. She just took a clothesline. And she, what, what's she doing there? Come on. <laughs> fucking sell it, for Christ's sake. She just took a bump with your fucking... With your husband there, as this match is uh, has has ended, we're gonna we're gonna stop it right here. All right. At, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Thank you so very much for um, for joining me and watching my favorite steel cage match of all time. If where would you rank this amongst steel cage matches of all time? Ooh, top three. Top three. Okay. What top are your other two? Um. Oh. I really put you on the spot here, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Um, okay. But I know this is top three, um, and it's hard to choose between... Um, see, I'm a guy who likes the originals, and then I do like newer, upgraded versions. But okay. But I'm a guy who likes originals, too. Okay. Um, you know, you think of... Uh, Classic steel cage. Uh, I mean, Don Morocco and Snuka. Okay. Because that's just a classic. Um, yeah. And then that one that I told you, like the Chris Jericho and Batista, just for that finish, the uh, wasn't too much in there. Like that was amazing, but uh, just the psychology of it. I liked that. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm gonna go with um, Tully Blanchard Magnum TA the steel cage I quit match from Starcade. You know um, what? It's been so long since I've seen that. I would have to go back and watch that. That's one of my all-time favorites. The fact that, like, 
that's a situation where that rivalry, like it, there was no escape route that needed to end in the middle of the ring. You need to make your opponent say, I quit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Magnum taking the, the, the broken piece of the wooden folding chair and jamming it into Tully's eye to make him quit. Like that, man, that as dusty Rhodes would say, that's drama, baby. That's right. That's drama. That's drama. That's drama, baby. And then, um, one of my personal favorites based on the finish would be Hogan and Orndorff from Saturday night's main event. Okay. When they did the double finish, and then this match, like these are those are my top three, like in no particular order, but th- uh, those are my top three when it comes to steel cage matches. What are your top three? Give us a get, get, let us know over on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two, as well as our Twitter. Our handles at kicking out two. What's your favorite steel cage match? Is this on your list? Let us know on our social media pages next week. Next week, next week, next week, we debut a new concept here in Kicking Out of Two called The Blind Date Diaries, where um, I sit down and I watch an event from the very first, for the very first time, from beginning to end, and then I'll give you guys a recap. So next week, the debut of The Blind Date Diaries is going to cover the big event from August the 28th, 1986, headlined by Hogan and Orndorff for the WWF Championship. So I watched that show recently from beginning to end. I'll give you guys a comprehensive recap next week here on Kicking Out of Two. Kobe, remind everyone where you can find yourself on social media. Sure. Before we do that, uh, I was just thinking about a steel cage match that I actually saw live. Um, Okay. That was good. Uh, Believe it or not, Sting versus Hulk Hogan. Um, it was at the beginning of 1998. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a house show. It was great, man. Um, it, it was like 12 minutes, but uh, yeah, it just it, it was something different. It was what it was what I think they needed for the the feud to blow off after they ruined the finish. You know. Um, okay. They could have done that on TV with Sting and Hogan, like or or you know a follow up pay per view. Um, it's like the rematch in a steel cage. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they just did it at house shows. Anyhow. All right. Well, yeah, everybody can find me at Retromania with a W on any platform. Facebook, at Retromania. Twitter, at Retromania Pod. Write to us at RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Spotify, any podcasting app, searching Retromania with a W. Dave, this was fun. Thanks, man. Oh, man, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I think it's about that time that instead of putting the show down for the three count like I normally do every week, I think I'm going to either escape over the top of the cage or through the door and see all of you next week.